On today's Sports and Rec, we talk about Dak's new contract, the NBA All-Star Weekend, and reflect back on the year anniversary of sports coming to a stop. Then we continue our Parks and Rec rewatch with a discussion of episodes 4, 5, and 6 of season 5. Hope you enjoy the pod. Sports and Rec. I'm Anthony Restivo alongside Casey McGarvey. Today is Friday, March 12th, and the Cowboys have officially made Dak Prescott their QB. I think I'm okay with it. Uh, What are your thoughts on it before I go into my thoughts? (laughs) There's hope. He has hope. He has hope. Ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Always. He trickles in. It starts off in the offseason. I'm, I'm an optimist. I'm not going to get my hopes up about the Cowboys. They're going to be terrible. Ooh, a little Russell Wilson chatter. Oh, okay. No. Oh, we signed Dak. We're really putting money behind a quarterback. This is great. This is, we're going to be so good. Oh, the NFC East is bad. We can do this. This is our year. It's all starting. It's all starting for Anthony, the Cowboys fan. Um, no, I, I just want to say before you give me your opinion, I have not said any of those things, but it's we'll get into face. my we'll get into my it's opinion. All in your after. face and your voice and your body language. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get into my thoughts on it. What are yours? Because we could go into um, your your quarterback signing too, getting God, Roethlisberger no money, so, signed oh, up again. So. But yeah, give, no what are your thoughts on the deal? Uh, good for Dak, uh, getting paid. Um, Yeah, I think it's. I don't. I. I don't know what else they would have done. I think they had to sign him. Um, I think the franchise tag would have been massive again for another year, just for a one-year thing. Um, four-year deal isn't forever, but it's a good chunk of money. So I think, I think everybody wins. Um, and I, I, I think the bet the best is still in front of Dak. Um, you know, dealt the injury last year, but he was playing well on a bad team. Um, so. I'm good with it. I think it'll be, I think it's good for the Cowboys. Good for Dak. I think everybody kind of wins in this situation. Yeah, I think. All right. So my thoughts are he's 27. It's a four year deal. Gets him to 31. If he plays out all four years, I'm okay with that. Um, the, the contract's front loaded too. So, you know, it's kind of on him to prove that he can do it in the next couple of years while the talent's there. Um, because they do have Zeke still, even though he had an off year, I'll give him a little bit of a COVID pass because he did have COVID and maybe that impacted it. Um, but he's got 
two good wide receivers in Cooper and um, CeeDee Lamb. So the offense is in place for him. And I think those two years, he's got a lot to prove if he if he's the one that's worth this kind of money. Um, and then those latter two years, what I think opens up from a flexibility standpoint is the Cowboys could trade him if they were not happy with those two years because it's not as bad of a contract at that point because of how front-loaded it is. So the Cowboys are saying, like, we believe in you, in my opinion, but also show us why we should believe in you. And you got basically two to three-ish years to do it. And if not, we'll, we'll be looking to move you elsewhere while you're still young and super valuable um, to other organizations and teams would definitely be interested in him, uh, assuming he plays well. Um, but if he's not if he's not pushing them over the top into the Super Bowl, then I think they can cut him loose. My only fear is, because of how front-loaded it is, is the injury he's coming off of, and we're not sure. I'm assuming it'll be fine, um, uh, but hard to say because, obviously, it was a, it was a bad injury. Um, but that would be my main concern um, from that side of things. And at this point, too, I, I don't know if anything – I think quarterbacks like this, like – Dak's probably middle tier quarterback. He's definitely not top tier quarterback, but he's at least in the middle of the pack um, in terms of quality quarterbacks. I think when Jared Goff got the money he got from the Rams, it set the stage because that was a middle tier quarterback. And you know, you you have to be a, a home. Mahomes and Watson are a different tier, so they're just not. They're just going to get paid like they should. But because of the way Goff got his contract with the Rams, I think they set everything into motion with that. And I think every quarterback that's kind of putting up decent numbers and, and some kind of level of success is going to be demanding similar, similar dollar amounts. Yeah. I mean, I think it all depends on like how you rate. I, I think Dak is a top tier quarterback. I think he's a top 10 quarterback. I, I don't know if I'd put him there yet. I'd say he's top well, 15. Well, he's probably in between, you know, like eight I and 15. Like you could probably like, yeah, yeah it's tough. So I, I put him, I, mean, I get what you're saying. I, I still would put him in a top tier category. I know he has more to prove, but I think his tools and ceiling put him over that. Um, but you're right. Groff kind of, uh, golf, excuse me, set up, set the stage for everybody else. Um, people are paying quarterbacks. Cause I think it's kind of the one positions that you can't, it's not replaceable. You got to find somebody um, like running backs are it's beginning to find out like running backs are valuable, but you can also find a new one every two to three years. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's clear. I think it's more important to have a good quarterback, a couple good targets, like running back seems to be replaceable at this point, minus maybe like a Derrick Henry, um, and your offensive line. Um, but I think it's like way more valuable to have a couple of receivers and a tight end, like Mahomes has like Tyree Kill and Sammy Watkins and Travis Kelsey and um, and you protect the the quarterback with the offensive line so that's right where you kind of invest um, your money and and time so yeah I mean we'll see uh, if it ends up being I'm I'm not super excited I th- I still think they maybe win a game in the playoffs if they get there I think they're <laughs> he's already talking about the playoffs <laughs> well I mean let's put it this yes. way like any reason not to no there isn't any reason not to. i mean the giants are terrible the the washington football team i don't even know who their quarterback is and the eagles also don't know who their quarterback is so and a first year head coach so and again this isn't like hopeful in that like 
I don't expect them to go far. Like Dak has, this is my one issue with Dak is he hasn't done it in the playoffs. He's got one playoff win. So, you know, win, win twice in a playoff and like, I'll feel better about you being my like lead quarterback. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think they can, I could see it. I'm not expecting anything, but like, it would make sense. The NFC East is set up for them to make the playoffs and at least maybe win one game. Will it happen? Probably not. But like, that is the team that's built. And this is why I get disappointed because the talent's there, that that is like the resume that they should be having after this season is like, that's what it should read as like made playoffs, won their division, won a playoff game. That's what I expect. It's that the problem is that it might not happen still. And that's like my main issue. And that it could end up being a coach issue because you already know how I feel. My main issue is the coach. I, I still think Mike McCarthy should not be the head coach at the Cowboys and never should have been. But And ladies and gentlemen, that was the internal dialogue of one answer, Steve-O, <laughs> <laughs> the conversation he has about the Cowboys with himself every year. Well, I mean, but like disprove that. Like say like why I shouldn't think that way. It's just fun for me. To watch the roller coaster ride you go on as a Cowboys fan. Every the um, the Godfather quote. Every time I think I'm out, they just pull me back. Pull in, me so. back in. But yeah, I like Dak. I think it'll do well. I still think Zeke can bounce back. You're right. There's it's a lot of talent there to not have a little more success. Yeah, it makes sense why my expectations would be high. But like, if we were taking the same logic of why we always like pick the. Uh, Tom Brady to win a Super Bowl or why you should always pick Tom Brady to pick Super Bowl. Same logic with the Cowboys. Why you shouldn't pick them or expect them to go far. You have everything set up for them to do that and then they just never do it. So uh, it's one of those things where history shows that you just should not expect that the Cowboys will do anything if they make the playoffs. It just won't happen. That's just how it's been for years since like Troy Aikman years, essentially. Um but that's it. I'm I'm my main happiness is that the the drama's over. Like they have their quarterback and that's it. They don't have we're not talking about it anymore. We're not you don't have to have questions on like are they going to draft a quarterback? Are they going to trade a, a quarterback? And none of that stuff right now. Right now they've they've signed their quarterback. Their team is in place. And let's see what they can do. Um at with you know, second year head coach, everyone hopefully being healthy, a fully healthy year of Dak. Hopefully COVID issues, um, not really a thing to be worried about at that point when the season starts up again. So, and we get um, a chance to see if he is worth it. But yeah, I mean, good on Dak for betting on himself and and getting the money he thinks he's deserved. And he put up the numbers and seasons to warrant it. Um, My thing has always been playoff successes. And that's what Cowboys should be caring about is what someone does for them in the playoffs. And he didn't do anything in the playoffs. So that's where my main criticism lies um and with the coaching staff which they still have not fixed and (laughs) that's going to be the issue for uh a long time until they can get jerry jones out of there and and stop him hiring from people that he just wants to be friends with um so that's it that's my thoughts uh no other football news really going on right now um slow until probably get to any other trades or signings um or the NFL draft even, which will probably lead to some interesting stuff. But we're not there yet. That will be next month. Um, in the meantime, we had the NBA All-Star Game, um, which 
should have not happened uh, if we had to lose two of the players uh, because they got their haircut from a barber that tested positive. So due to contact tracing, they uh, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid missed the All-Star game, uh, were not replaced. Uh, so that was just even more storylines. You're like, why is this happening? Why are we doing this? But I wonder why more... I very much believe that Joel Embiid and... Ben Simmons went to a barber that got COVID, but it almost seemed like too easy for me that more players couldn't have just, uh, man, I really was around someone with COVID. I, it's not safe for me to travel. Like, Oh, more didn't like use it as a way of getting out. Make something up again. I'm not saying Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid did that. Um, but just, just I think it's because, they would have, like right now, Simmons and Embiid are missing games until Sunday, probably. Fair. Uh, and, like, a player like LeBron's not going to do that because his team <laughs> needs him badly in these games. Um, he was team captain, and he got to... They all yeah, I know, he played, he played like, 10 minutes. He, yeah. It was, it was clear they were enjoying it. Like, once you're there, it's one of those things that... Uh, what's another thing... It's like when you're going out and someone asks you to go out and you're like, I don't know, like I'm wearing my sweatpants. I was just planning on like ordering pizza and just staying in and watching Netflix. And then like you actually go out and you have a good time. It's like the same thing. Like I was hoping to just not have to do this. But then when you're there, you're with your friends and it's fun and you have a good time. Um, But yeah, I mean, it looked like they were enjoying themselves. doesn't mean the game should have happened. It definitely should not have happened. I don't think any of it was necessary. Um but it doesn't mean it wasn't fun or entertaining um, when you were actually watching it. Um, I did watch the game. Uh, I love the Elam ending. I, I, I would love to see that implemented across the board um, because the game is a blowout, which is uncommon in all-star games, but it was a blowout. But it still made the end exciting because it was a team trying to hit the target. And so, like, Dame pulls up from, like, half court where it feels like, oh, he's pulling up for, like, a buzzer beater at the end of the game, and he hits it, and it's game over. It's such a cool feeling, even though they won by 20 points. <laughs> it was still added a level of excitement. Like, Steph came down the shot before the possession before that and tried to pull up from a similar position and missed it. So it's clear, like, whoever it was on that team was trying to end it. Like, they were like, I'm going to be the person to, like, hit the, hit the game winner. Um, so it makes it, like, a little bit more fun. And it was fun to see Curry and, and Lillard have their own little three-point contest at the end of the first half and throughout the game and uh, pulling up from wherever and hitting it, which is even more fun. Like, they were actually making those shots, which is really good. Um, Giannis went 16 for 16, which isn't... That's wild. That's crazy. I don't care. I only, will say it's, I only will say it's not impressive because he was getting dunks at the hoop where no one was defending him at the hoop. But he also did hit three threes. Two of them he banked in, <laughs> which I think he should take that approach moving forward that he should just use the backboard on all of his three-pointer because he was perfect from three-point range and he's like a 20% shooter. Um, but I thought the game was fun. Uh, did you catch any of it? No, I mean, I, I saw some highlights. I didn't really watch any of it. I, I don't really watch any All-Star game, to be honest with you. I mean, they get good in the fourth quarter sometimes. Um, uh, I saw Steph clean up in the three-point contest which is impressive and then wasn't much of a dunk contest this year yeah um i will say i do think 
Steph or Dame uh, Lillard should have won MVP, though. I know Giannis got MVP because of the 16 for 16, perfect. And he's put up like a lot of points. Like he scored like 30-plus points. Um, but Steph and Lillard were like the show. Like that was what everyone was watching. They were the most fun and and interesting parts of the of the game. So I would have given it to one of those two. Um, but yeah, slam dunk contest. Uh, you watched that then, I'm assuming, or you saw highlights of it. I saw highlights of it. I mean, when you when you have a guy in there that's in the G League and never dunked in an NBA game, not saying he's a bad dunker, is very impressive at Duke. Like it had no it had no spice to it. It had no nothing nothing pulled me in about it. Yeah, it was no players of real uh, prominence. Uh, Obi Toppin was probably the most prominent player, and that was more because of his college years at Dayton, or his college, his last season at Dayton, where he was um, dunking on people there. Um, but, uh, yeah, dunk's not super impressive. It's hard now to do stuff original. I think Aaron Gordon alone has probably used up all of the creative dunks you can possibly have. The guy's got the most 50s in an NBA dunk contest history and has no uh, slam dunk titles. Um, I rewatched those things this week. I still can't believe he didn't win. He should have won last they, year. They changed the scoring because of Dwayne Wade. So, Kind of. I I still not. So the guy that you were talking about, Cassius Stanley, his first dunk got a 44 and established like the like scoring a little bit from that but it it's too arbitrary to me like what is the difference between a seven and an eight and an eight and a nine and a nine and a ten it's not clear and i think i'm over that scoring system and i think you i i, I know i wrote about this in my newsletter my idea is to just stack rank it let them all dunk and then rank which ones who had the who was your favorite dunk or who was the best dunk and then just one two three down the line and top two people overall move on, and then you do it again, which is what they did for this dunk. It was like, whose dunk did you like more? And they voted on it, and they said. Um, that's how that person won. I was a little disappointed with the... I thought the guy... It was still impressive what Simons did, where he, like, pretended to kiss the rim, and then, like... Got up that high, nearly did. He's short, and that it's clearly he was that high that he was, and was able to get that close, and maybe you can't get that close, but it's, like... It was almost too gimmicky because it didn't, he didn't execute on the gimmick. Like it mm-hmm. was close, but it was like, if you actually kiss the rim, oh, like that's a whole nother. Actually I'm just saying, like it would have been interesting if he was able to pull that off, like somehow, which is what yeah, I thought he was trying here, to do. But... Knock all his teeth out. Hey, if, is that what you care about? We'll go all in with it. I want to see it. Uh, but yeah, I'm just over the scoring system, and yeah, that was a super boring, uneventful uh, dunk contest. So um, nothing else to really say about the weekend. But season's starting back up again, so looking forward to that. Um, you know, it's gonna be a, a, a really like quick finish. Like it's gonna be a tight finish in to the to the season. A lot of games packed together. Um, so. Uh, we do have some signing news. Uh, Blake Griffin's joining the Nets. I know you you seem to be more high on it than I am. I, I, I think it adds an element like that's clearly one of the most talented starting fives that's ever been put together in the NBA. Uh, I do think he's kind of lost a, a step or two. Uh, he's definitely not the same person, and it's not what they need. They need defense. Um, like I would have preferred they do something like this with Andre Drummond. I think that would have been a more impactful, and maybe they still will. 
Um, but still makes that team. It'll be a fun team to watch uh, with him in the mix with the with that group. I still think they can make another move because I know they got um, they got Blake with the um, uh, uh, league minimum or the excuse me veteran minimum. They were able to get him under. Um, I don't know. If, I I don't know if they would have been able to do the same thing with Drummond. I know Drummond still got a chunk of change um, to deal with and with their salary cap, so they could still probably make another move for a defensive stopper. I don't think it'll be Drummond. Um, but yeah, I mean, the starting five is just super impressive. You know, um, I, I do still the same with me, you concerns about the defense, but, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing the net sixers in the conference finals. Yeah. It's, I still think the nets are the team to be, it seems like Katie's having some, um, imaging done on his hamstring, so he might not be back immediately either, but. I don't think that's a big deal. I think they're doing fine without him right now, and it's probably better for them to have him be rested um, and ready for the playoffs and, and stretch run. Um, yeah, I think that's a super fun team. I can't wait to see how they all mix together and how they progress and, and see. Like I think we've only had six games with KD, Kyrie, and, and Harden together on the court at the same time, so um, when KD's healthy, it will be a fun, uh, fun group to, to watch and see how they mesh. Um, and if they can, you know, pull off what everyone's kind of expecting them to, which is definitely make the finals and, and probably have a really good chance of winning it too. Um, the only other thing of note, um, is we were recording on Thursday. So today's the one year anniversary of, uh, the NBA officially shutting down their season. Um, so it's weird to look back on this like a year later, uh, where we're at now or in we were able to finish that season with the bubble. There's going to be an HBO documentary about it. Um, so it should be an interesting topic, but what do you remember about that day? And what did you, did you expect what happened to happen? And then did you expect basketball to actually end up coming back and finish its season or any of those leagues like the NHL did as well? Um, I think this actually was the last game we had in E-Town. Things were beginning to shut down. It was a men's volleyball game. Um, you know, I remember it was Gobert that tested positive first or he didn't take it super seriously. And then I just remember, you know, games at college tournaments, you know, I, one of the Big East games just stopping at halftime. And it, I, I don't remember what I thought. Well, we sent kids home from E-Town and they're like, yeah, we'll have you back. You'll be back in like a month or so. And it's, it, it turned into, yeah, it turned into the pandemic. It was crazy. Um, still remember the day, and I never expected to be walking around campus telling coaches, like, yeah, your season's over. Like, mm-hmm. NCAA canceled everything. Um, and putting up that release and everything like that, it was a lot of things I never expected to do. Um, but wild, very just crazy and, um, you know, crazy that the NBA did that crazy that the NCA did that the fact that you know the NCA had to cancel their tournament which is where they make the majority of their money for all their operating costs costs I don't know it still kind of leaves you speechless that that was something we've lived through I know yeah I think my expectation was similar to from the NBA side of things was that things would just be delayed so like oh like um like a month and stuff. I think we, I was still naive of what we were about to be dealing with. Um, and I think I, yeah, I just thought it would be like a month and they'd be back. 
Um, but yeah, clearly super naive and, and ignorant to what was actually going on um, and what we were going to be dealing with for the for the next you know year plus. Um, yeah, I, I, and then once it did end up canceling, I didn't think it was going to come back. Um, so well, I was just surprised all around. I'm, I'm excited for that documentary to get the inside scoop. It seems like Chris Paul was pretty heavily involved in the making of it. Um, so it'll be interesting to hear like all the, you know, stories and inside, uh, insider information on, on all that stuff. And, you know, right now we're about to get, we're at the same point again, obviously with conference tournaments and NCAA March Madness, um, with that basically, you know, selection Sundays, I think this coming Sunday, um, and they're kind of doing their own, uh, March Madness bubble. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. I mean, we're already seeing elements um duke dropped out of their conference tournament they were not likely to make it unless they won their conference tournament but they dropped out after a positive test and i think i've seen a couple other teams actually forfeit in the conference tournament games and because a player tested positive and they're just moving forward like that so it's interesting um i hope it doesn't happen and i hope we don't see any issues like that like where teams are just moving on because of a positive test in the tournament itself um and it raised the question i know you had mentioned this um so i'll let you ask it but uh, about the conference tournaments yeah um on the way home from work you know i was listening to espn radio and they said should should conferences be having conference tournaments right now um and the example they used you know duke just dropped out because they had a positive um i mean duke wasn't going to make the tournament unless they won the acc tournament um, but they more talked about like the big 12, I think seven of the eight teams that are in that tournament are nationally ranked. Um, but what happens if, you know, they, they pop a positive there or a number of positives and have to go and do COVID protocols and different things like that. So is it a necessary risk right, right now for this year? Um, I don't think so. I think you can get the teams in there. Otherwise I know all these conference terms now getting money, 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 but it's, you know, the NCAA, I think, needs to step into this one if they want to get that tournament on and make sure um, they get to the finish line. So, yeah. Now, I think this year, not necessary. Yeah. I mean, I hope the protocols are in place for the tournament itself um, to play out uh, safely. Um, but yeah, I would, I would agree. I think the conference tournaments probably aren't as necessary. I know it's untraditional and probably takes away an element that's important, but it's just for a year. Um, I don't think we'd be dealing with this again next year, most likely. Um, and I think we'd be back to seeing, you know, we would see the conference tournaments play out as they normally would. But I think this is the year that you probably would have just been like, whoever won the regular season, they go on. Um, and the teams that like were already projected to win just, or, uh, make it, um, base it on, on all that stuff. Um, cause they already have all their projections and numbers and, they usually wait till after the conference tournaments and just you could have avoided that uh, just for the safety and just to almost in some ways ensure that the the main tournament itself will, you know, run as well and safely as it possibly can. Um, and that's how you could have done that is just avoid these conference tournaments. And I know it takes away an element of it. People would be disappointed and up in arms about it. But, um, yeah, it's just for a year and you it's for the benefit of, of being able to have the the main tournament go off without a hitch, uh, hopefully, because that would be my main concern is issues arise there. And I would hate to see forfeits happen 
in the actual tournament and just teams moving on, I think that would be way worse uh, of a situation um, than not having conference tournaments. But we'll see. Um, we'll get into that. I know neither of us have really watched college basketball, um, but we always pick it up for March Madness and pretend to act like experts after we make <laughs> our, our selections and uh, and start rooting for teams that we pick. Um, so yeah, maybe next, uh, week or two, we'll get into that stuff. Um, once those things are more finalized. Um, so other than that, not much other, uh, sports news going on. Um, so we'll dive right into our parks and rec rewatch. So we did season five episodes, four, five, and six. Um, you know, the situation favorite opening of the three episodes. Uh, it probably comes down to between episode four and episode six. Um, I'll go with episode six because Chris Traeger has just gone off the deep end by this point. Um, <laughs> and how he just tells Ben and Leslie, I appreciate you so much for telling me first when they've already told <laughs> just about everybody else yeah. um, and convincing everybody else to go along with it um, when they walk back in the office. But Tom and Court was pretty funny also. Yeah, I, that's funny. We, this is the first time normally we're on the same page. I actually had episode five um, when Diane stops by Ron's office with the girls and they just it sounds like a tornado hits his office and then Andy runs in and starts playing <laughs> with them and messes up the office. And, and Ron like has no idea what's going on. Like Diane asked him to go trick-or-treating with them and he doesn't really answer and then andy's like yes we're gonna go and like answers for ron and then like they all leave and his office is destroyed and ron's like what the hell just happened <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like that opening so that's good normally we're like oh yeah i like that one too yeah uh but overall pretty good openings um i i had a feeling you'd like the chris traeger thing because i just imagined when chris was like was mad that like uh no one was excited for Ben and, and uh, Leslie when they retold the story. When he like lifts their arms up and he's like so excited. I was like, that is something like Casey would do. He'd be so excited, <laughs> he'd, like lift their arms up and be like super pumped. Be uh, excited. <laughs> um, all right. So other uh, favorite moments, scenes, quotes, anything? Your favorite things. Um, and I already talked about Tom and Court. That was pretty funny. Um, the whole interaction with like, Leslie and Donna, um, Andy. Oh, about the sex education. Like yeah, they're like pretending know, to ask Ann her questions. Scooter, jump on like, the boost, <laughs> and Ann's comeback was all pretty good. Um, <laughs> April Blart Mall Cop when they're talking to the congressman and going through all that. <laughs> Everything about the old people sex ed was pretty funny. Um, Ulta Vista makes another appearance. I know. Still using Ultavista. <laughs> no, just Jerry. Just Jerry. Just Jerry. Um, the phone stuff is funny. Uh, I feel kind of seen by that. I spend too much time on my phone. Um, I'm not texting and driving, but I spend way too much time on my phone. Um, Perdvert was great. Um, and eating all the bananas. You can't play with those. Uh, that those, all those interactions. I got. Um, have you ever seen the Manchurian Candidate? No. The Denzel Washington movie, it's pretty much like this, um, this group, you know, kind of brainwashes 
it, it's a but pretty much they brainwash a um candidate like a vice president candidate and it kind of i know that the robot thing and everything about that kind of gave me a manchurian candidate vibe with the congressman kind of being a robot um they kept talking about that um leslie just throwing condoms to a bunch of senior citizens um <laughs> loosely grope oh, yeah. loosely grope was the headline so um funny episode you know that i think that last visual of her just grabbing condoms at a after putting them on putting one on a banana just throwing it down there and just launching <laughs> condoms at everybody was great um episode five you know i did comment on the kids with andy um chris cried till he got a certificate from his therapist because um, he needed it most improved patient um therapist making just more and more uh, i know you said he would be referenced more um, but never seen never seen um someone so um uh, not donna what geez diane is a principal yeah school i think either school administrator or principal so she's either higher than a principal and like would be like who the principals of the district would report to yeah or she's um a principal i can't remember um her exact title so let me look it up while you talk did ron send the message about the pooping on the soccer field trying to get out of it or oh no i don't i mean i don't th yeah i don't think so i think that was um her just having to deal with something in real time and ron being like well shit now i'm not you're not here which is the main reason i'm here and <laughs> what the hell uh it says it says for parks and rec.fandom.com which that wiki website it says her occupation is middle school vice principal gotcha um poor jerry you know <laughs> he can't even like have a it can't even be nice to him when he has a heart attack he has a fart attack and just keeps farting while he's having a heart attack because Ann Leslie scared him. Um, so I felt Unintentionally. Bad. They weren't trying to scare him either. <laughs> um, and then all Tom was trying to get the doctor to do is say he had a fart attack. Um, which Leslie ends up saying a little later. Um, they tried raising money for Jerry. You know, they're doing a pretty good job. Ron just has a good table um, for $500. Um, then we, we go to Ben who's trying to court a new um, candidate, governor of Florida. Um, and it's a lawyer and pretty much, you know, he rose to fame because Gator ate a penis, which <laughs> brought him fame and- um, Whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, live tweeting. I haven't heard live tweeting in so long or someone used that phrase. Um, was Donna saying live tweeting is dumbass. Oh yeah, tweeting. right. <laughs> um, and then selling Ann Perkins evening with a sexy nurse um, how much would you have paid to go on a date with an ann perkins-esque character since you're no, the you're single guy about the wrong character come on <laughs> it's come only on, april yeah <laughs> give it a, where, where's not all you take it all take all my money. empty the savings <laughs> take all my money and no. um then the guy that wins her you know cousin yeah. has a mud pit she can watch me do belly flops to get thai food and then <laughs> Uh, go with some nitrous. Um, I thought that was pretty good. Was like, well, not so bad. I, I thought that would be much worse. <laughs> um, and then the engagement at the end was pretty good. Uh, I already talked about the beginning of episode six with Chris Traeger. Um, 
Rent-A-Swag takes off, which we learn about in episode five, or begins to take off, and our your guy, or John Ralphio, returns. Um, <laughs> so uh, then we are going to meet Ben's parents, who hate each other's guts. So with the Unity quilt, you know, I love that little Sebastian is on the Unity quilt. Um, of course. This Joe Biden finish is weird. I know it's just Ben, <laughs> but come on. Hey, Obama's better looking than Joe Biden. Like, I yes. don't have any question about that. And B, it's just weird. The whole Joe Biden thing's weird. I wish I knew, but it's funny. It only works now because he's actually the president. So it's, like, very, like, timely, even though this was, like, almost, like, you know, eight, ten years ago. So it it's funny that, like, it holds up because, yeah, like, he is president. it's for us watching it that it happens to work out, but weird still very weird um <laughs> he you know the toast that ann gives and it, they kind of jokingly say and don't you hurt her and then it turns <laughs> even more serious like no really don't hurt her ben ben don't hurt her and it's like guys what we're friends aren't we and april is like mm, mm, no. <laughs> not really <laughs> chris rager is a hot mess um he's going so, through some shit and then ann's trying to get april and andy to make him feel better and andy just keeps asking questions no wait wait why, why is he emotional what is he emotional about why don't you date him and april's just like it's all about you Anne, isn't it Jeez. um john ralphio sneaking up on ron like jumping in the screen out of nowhere <laughs> i can't even do everything he did but it was funny <laughs> swan song um I want to know what the Donna Jerry parking lot feud was. Oh, I know. What was it? That's, I really want to know. Um, Unanswerable question. The champ and champion and Chris Traeger's interaction was something. Um, that was a lot of <laughs> dog tongue all over his face. Um, very aggressive. Um, Yulani means cheerful. If And if you watch the episode, you understand why that's funny. Um, <laughs> Ron versus Ben's dad over the last piece of shrimp wrapped in bacon. The look. Um, and just Ben's mom at the end looking at Yulani like, oh, what a beautiful apology, but just pretty much making sure they're there. So, um, yeah, they're funny. They had their moments. I laughed. Uh, I love Tom's nickname for Ron, LaRon James. Um, and how Tom will always just like throw in whatever pun he can into uh, a name or a nickname. Um, I love when Leslie at the sex ed town hall for the old people, she asks, can everyone hear me? And they all just yell, no, <laughs> which is just a good old, old person joke. I just love that. Um, you mentioned Jerry using Alta Vista. I just love Tom's like spying on him and he's like, Jerry going to his email, he goes to, first he goes to Alta Vista, which is like a Google equivalent, and types in, please go to yahoo.com. <laughs> what a bad way of like going to your email, like just a completely inefficient way of doing that. Um, What's a bookmark? Yeah, right. Um, Donna, when Anne's wearing the cowboy shirt, she goes, it's not my favorite shirt, but it is my least favorite shirt. <laughs> I love that. Um Tom and John Ralphio's podcast, Nacho Average, Average Podcast, where they rate different kinds of nachos. Would you listen to that podcast? <laughs> I might watch a YouTube channel, but... Um, YouTube would be a good one. Podcast, no. But uh, Dan Soder kind of does something about that. Like, 
a podcast about a bunch of potheads that rate cake. Mm, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then let's see. I love the moment with Chris and Leslie um, when Leslie's trying to get some advice, like she gets censured for going against the town policy. Um, and Chris says that he admires uh, what she did um, and that it makes him happy that he voted for her. So I, I thought that was a nice touching moment between those two characters. Um, and then you know, Leslie's buying a house with Ben. It's a big moment. We don't know that they're engaged at that point. Um, so that was a big house looked beautiful um i love april uh giving herself all the credit and then ben's like hey you don't have to be here anymore because she just keeps taking credit for all the different accomplishments that he keeps saying um and then she just immediately knocks over like her glass and like sprints out of the office (laughs) jen barkley's like i don't know who that was but i love that (laughs) i love her um and then the fart attack was was great. Um, I love Ron trying to like help out the girls. The girls like one of them gets their tiara broken, and so they're complaining. So Ron just breaks the other one's tiara and just causes even more issues as a result of it because uh, he has no idea how to deal with um, kids. So uh, I thought Anne bidding a million dollars on herself and running away so she didn't have to go on the date with that guy was really funny. Um, she big owes mo- Jerry a million dollars. Yeah, she does. <laughs> Someone. Um, big moment from Ron. He does end up going to Diane's house and apologizes to her. Um, he brings a saw and a hammer because he doesn't know <laughs> what kind of toys to bring uh, for, for young girls. Um, and then I love Ben's proposal to Leslie in the new house. Um, he brought uh, the recall. He uses the same campaign holder um, pin um, thing when he first, like, gave that to her when she was running for office. Uh, so he called back there, he uses that to uh, hold the ring when he proposes to her. Uh, I love Ron taking the girls trick-or-treating on like November 8th and <laughs> they're showing up to different people's houses. And, and so they got like vitamin gummies and a roll of Toll House cookie dough. And then Ron just pays the guy like 20 bucks or something. Uh, Thank for you. Each. Uh, love that Leslie... I thought it was going to be Joe Biden was who she invited to her engagement party, but instead it was Larry Bird. <laughs> and I love that little reference and how she's like, well, Larry usually is a late uh, responder, so that's no surprise that he hasn't responded yet. <laughs> um, Twizzlers or Red Vines? What's your pick? Oh, I don't like um, Neither? Twizzlers, <laughs> I guess, but uh, I'm not a big fan of either of them. I would go with Twizzlers. I'm a big licorice guy. Yeah, I'm okay with licorice if it's not black licorice flavored. Um, but yeah, uh, Twizzlers would be my thing. So I'm more on Ben's, um, or yeah, Ben's side there. I know his dad said he's a red, no Leslie's red vines. Yes, I'm more of the tw- the Twizzler side of things. Um, you know, John Ralphio and Tom interactions are always good. Um, what do you think of John Ralphio's? business proposal to ron condoms with pictures on them it's terrible <laughs> what the fuck is that <laughs> well we stopping to look at the condom oh this is a nice picture on this one hold on no let's clue. let's take a moment out of this moment and look at the condom picture well i don't have this one they have like you know like how pokemon cards used to have like a oh, star yeah. a diamond and a circle for like common uncommon and rare this yep. one's got a star <laughs> yeah 
I have no idea. And immediately Ron passes on it, and John Ralphio does his his. Oh yeah, good idea. Don't that, good 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 call. Um, and then I love the end. So Ron decides to invest in Tom's business because of his decision to part ways with John Ralphio. But John Ralphio just comes in, goes on this like long monologue about what the night hold, but like little detail, just like mom fight dumpster. bar like dumpster just saying like random words or phrases and then just immediately says like goes on to like oh i'm like technically homeless so i'm passing out on your couch and then he goes you know what i'll be and then just stops talking and falls directly onto the couch and passes out <laughs> what a like it's just a st- crazy stretch run from john ralphio there um so i really enjoyed his his time anything he didn't like about the episodes or moments or anything you didn't like you know ben i i kind of get why ben went to dc and it it helped with the story arc and all that but the dc stuff was kind of just a letdown i I, it wasn't great it it created a few moments but um i don't know i guess it was more of a means to an end for them to get to the point create the storyline to get them engaged um so I think they maybe could have done a little more out of the DC stuff or seen more out of Ben and DC or more of what he did there. Um, Do you think but, we're done with that? Do you think we're done with DC? No, now that you mentioned it, I don't, but I think Leslie will be more involved with the next time they go to DC. So, yeah, I would say um, it's, it's good. It, it does seem like that storyline wrapped up pretty quickly. Um but I think in order for um, Ben and Leslie to progress, I think they need to bring those two back together on screen more uh, more often. So that's probably why they had to figure out a way to do that. Um, also, I forgot to say, say this too. Um, or is there anything else you didn't like before? You know, Chris Traeger's really taken quite a turn. Like he is aggressively um, off the deep end. Um, which I guess kind of fits in with his character with just how um, insane he was about certain things and the way he thought about stuff and how aggressively positive he is. But, oh, he went off the deep end. I guess I don't dislike that. I guess it's more of just observation. Yeah, yeah. I can no, you can say, like, I prefer the, you know, cheerful, like, Chris. But um, the only other funny thing I wanted to mention is I love that Pawnee eighty five percent of the town supported abstinence only programming. I forgot to mention that it's just such a funny old like it's rural town like you could totally picture that happening. Um, things I didn't like. I don't know why Tom would be in court for getting into an accident, and like also his sentence would never be that his phone should be taken away. Of course not. <laughs> that's I so I I didn't like that at all because it's like that's kind of dumb. Um but like it led to funny like moments, but I was like you could have found another way of like having him be like hey, someone stole his phone and they wouldn't like let him have it back or something like I don't know. Like there could have been something. Yeah, like Ron would be like I'll give you like 10,000 like a, a crazy amount of money if you can like not look at your screens for like a little bit. Um, yeah. But I just thought that was like, why would he be in court for <laughs> texting while driving? It's not like a drunk driving case. It would just be like he'd get cited and like he'd have to deal with like 
the insurance and shit like with his car like that's normally how that stuff's handled um i i don't think i had much else i just think um the ulani character is interesting i don't think she had to be pregnant i don't think i think we would have just been good to just see ben's parents interacting i think her I think character kind of- ended up having like a funny like oh this person's cheerful like her name means cheerful but she's not cheerful at all um but i think like it would just been good to just see ben's parents just not like each other and how they had to deal with that at a um I think they just tried throwing as many wrenches into that relationship and make it as uncomfortable as possible. So, but I, I agree. I think maybe they went a little over the top with that one. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, another unanswerable question. What do you think happened to Leslie's dad? They talked about it a little bit, like, cause Leslie's mom was like sharing stories about um, how they used to be and how she misses him. Uh, yeah, so I don't think it. I don't. I would. My guess would be he passed away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think he left them or. Because we never learn about it, so that's why I'm asking you. So we never hear. Yeah, if if I think that would have been a big storyline, um, if Leslie's dad had just left, because I feel like Leslie's kind of character would have wanted to search for her dad, and kind of like either still have a relationship with him. So um, yeah, I think he just passed away. You know. Maybe he had a heart attack, maybe something else, but um Do you think he was into politics? No, I think he is. And yeah. Leslie was super into it, but I think he just probably supported his wife and, you know, just did a little pawny job. Like, I don't know, had had kind of his own business or something like that and um stayed in their shadow. Yeah, maybe he worked at JJ's diner and that's why she loves JJ's diner so much. Or was like maybe a waffle JJ, maker or maybe something. JJ is her dad. Have you you never meet JJ, do you? Yeah, we do. He we already met him. Oh, he's, met a, he's like the owner, uh, like that's given like Leslie like waffles and stuff before. Um, I think you've met him. Maybe not. Um, I thought he showed up at some. I think point. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's a that's an interesting um, thing that I was wondering about. Oh, and also, what do you think of Tom's business idea, rent a swag? Maybe not the name itself, but like the concept. Mm-hmm pretty much a tux rental place well let me ask you before so he's like he's gotten the investment from ron now do you think it will be successful yes because he got an investment from ron all right i mean i just think it will be successful because of that let's uh we'll find out um the so we did favorites um favorite side character over um the three ralphio was pretty funny john ralphio um that performance was i loved it he 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 just makes you smile and laugh he's, he's pretty, a tour de force when he comes on the screen he just comes just... in and takes over whatever scene he's in yeah he's great uh i would only i had him as my fa- um favorite side character too the only other one i'll add in is Marsha and Marshall Langman <laughs> in the abstinence episodes of a couple that promotes uh, abstinence and stuff. Um, <laughs> just, a, just a funny character, uh, characters, both of them, um, and how they, how much they care about abstinence only education and how they were like, I, the guy's like singing a song about abstinence and he's like, oh, they're handing out pamphlets about like why God says you shouldn't be having sex and 
just all this like very old school but like actually believable point of view on midwest values bible belt stuff yeah yeah uh so um but yeah john ralphio i feel like every time that he's a side like makes an appearance it's like hard not to pick him because he's so um so good close second or close like third ben's dad i really like ben's he was pretty good yeah. from the Breaking yeah. Bad uh, days and stuff. That's why yep. I remember him. Um, but like, he's just so different and like such a like a curmudgeon. Uh, just <laughs> the mom was pretty funny though too. Cutting out the squares, yes. and then all of a sudden with a pair of scissors, cutting yeah. up this unity quilt, and she's cutting some hole in it. Uh, so yeah, and then maybe as a pair, the parents just as a pair, kind of like the couple, the absence couple as a pair. Yeah, it was they they played off each other well. Yeah, some good ones. We got to see Jim Barkley again. We got Diane's, you know, great uh, foil for Ron. Um, good match for him. Uh, so a lot of good, good appearances. Purd, calling his listeners Purdverts. Purdverts. The the congressman being a complete robot, where he's just staring at the wall and not doing anything. And April was like, "What the hell is he doing?" <laughs> uh, so those are a lot of good, a lot of good side characters. Uh, favorite character. Hmm. I'll go with. I'll go with Tom. The way he ended. Shoot! Ah, uh, that was my pick as well. I was the hoping way you he wouldn't ended pick him. and step up. Kind of stood up to John Ralphio, fired him, um, and just showed again how much people respect Ron, um, and really wanted to impress ron not just get his money but impress ron and convince him to invest in his company so um i'll go with tom but i, I would also say close second is um Anne's kind of coming out of her ditzy stage i guess for lack of a better word i kind of thought she went through kind of a little bit of a dippy character stage where she was the butt of a lot of jokes and she still kind of is the butt of jokes but she's taking charge of situations more again more similar to what she kind of did in the early seasons with leslie yeah she's a muscle uh, she's a what a muscle yeah. <laughs> she's always so confused when leslie compliments her uh the queen of toilet t- jokes <laughs> what she always wanted to be uh <laughs> the tom was my pick as well uh, i think the primary one of the primary storylines in the first one with uh, dealing with his phone being taken away and having to work with ron and and actually making progress there um so showing some growth coming up with the rent the swag business idea at the um garage sale um and like actually being excited about it um and then like you said executing on it getting the investment from ron making the right choice to to part ways with john ralphiel for the business not as friends but just in terms of his business um yeah a lot of good good movement from him and his character um and kind of like an interesting uh you know, storyline that we'll have to see how it plays out. Um, favorite episode? I'll go with episode six. Um, and party just was all around pretty funny. Met parents who were funny characters. John Alfio was front and center and he made me laugh a lot. And then 
uh every like the entire cast all the characters everybody kind of mixed in in and i love those party situations where they're all into one situation they're not all like in their own in their own spots of the show they're all in one situation and try but trying to put out like multiple fires and figure figure things out so i'll go with episode six that was um i think that one was the one i found to be the funniest but my favorite was uh episode five um I think there were some funny moments in there. Um, you know, I love the Ron, uh, Diane relationship, Andy, you know, being always like finding himself a, a part of that relationship in some capacity, like April and Andy were giving Ron feedback on that. Um, you know, the, the fart attack stuff was funny. Um, and then just the Ben Leslie, like Ben decides like he doesn't want to be away from Leslie anymore and, and goes against that. Um, proposes to Leslie, so um, so big moments for for those characters. Um, so yeah, I think I think that one had a lot of good moments that I that I really enjoyed and and some really good strong character and story development. Um, so I, that's why I thought that was my favorite, but I do think the funniest one was episode six and makes sense. I mean, anything with John Ralphio is going to be just a little bit more of a, a wild episode. So. Um, I think we're going to skip. So that's it for this um, recap of those episodes. And then we're going to skip next week, right? Um, recording. And we will check back in a couple weeks. Um, and we'll do one, we'll do seven, eight, nine. Keep it at the three. All right. So we'll do uh, season five, episodes seven, eight, and nine. And we'll be into March Madness at that point. NBA will be back started up, and we'll see what other NFL news comes up in the meantime. Um, but, uh, yeah, this was a slow week, but um, we'll be back um, in a couple weeks and uh, check up with everyone then. Until then, See you, thanks for listening.